welcome to What's Mine is Yours. I'm Hope. And I'm Jesse. And today we're talking about love languages. Oh, I love them. I would hope so. Yeah. It it's, helps us communicate with others better. It's very helpful for that. Um, I, I feel like I know, or before I knew about love languages, I could not perceive other people and how they are well in general like I, I could understand like who they were by just observing them but how they function and how they receive love which is what we're talking about and give love really opened my eyes to like a new way of perceiving and and helping people in in what they what and how they receive love that makes sense yeah especially like someone who receives love differently than we mm. do it's yeah. hard to understand unless you know that's fair about love languages and that not everyone receives or gives love the same way so uh and this also helps uh new relationships uh or even like slightly into like six months of a relationship where people might feel like that in love phase is like kind of falling out like, you know, you meet someone, you're like, man, this person's new and amazing, and I'm feeling all these feelings for them, and uh, and then you get six months in, and some people, not me, I'm, I'm always going to be feeling that, uh, but uh, some people will feel like, you know, like, what's next? Like, what's new? I, I feel like I'm not at that same level of affection and all-consuming love for this person. It's also for other types of relationships too mm. it can be for your friendships or relationships with your parents your siblings your co-workers and bosses if you're so inclined yeah yeah you can really make someone's day uh by knowing how to treat them according to the love languages yeah so where we're we gonna start well let's tell the people what the love languages are okay it is a idea proposed by dr gary chapman there's a book there's a gary. website they are <laughs> physical touch, quality mm. time, acts of service, words of affirmation, and gifts. Makes it pretty simple when you categorize it like that. And it really does cover the vast majority of people I've met. Yeah. And a lot of times you'll be able to point out, once you know what they are, like, oh, this person's definitely a gifts person. Yeah, yeah. So my number one as of, I think now <laughs> at least since we've been married yeah is physical touch i get i get my love tank filled whenever hope is in close proximity of me when we're like talking together or if someone just like literally a handshake is a kind gesture to me like it's a very affirming like hey i trust you and i appreciate you but in the sense of our marriage what it looks like i think is being being close and in doing random things that are physical touch based so but it's not explicitly sexual no definitely it could be not holding hands giving a hug a pat on the back a massage mm -hmm. yeah it is anything that incorporates closeness i think of the bodies of the not bodies the yeah that's quality time i think <laughs> uh but and it, and it really it really helps uh, to know this about someone, I think, 
And, and especially if you're not a physical touch person, I know how hard I, I think some relationships could be if like one person was physical touch, the other person was like the polar opposite of physical touch and like never wanted to be touched. That relationship needs to know that, you know, maybe sacrifice, and a lot of this loving, loving your spouse is a lot about sacrifice. So I think being willing to play into that other person's love language is super important. Mm-hmm. I agree. And sometimes it feels really good to you if I make the first move. Like mm, yeah. When you get home, if I greet you with a hug and a kiss. A jump hug. Yeah. That's one of the best. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Or if you're meeting someone, mm. greeting them with a handshake. Uh, yeah. Or like your family members getting a hug when they see you. Yeah, I hug my brother and my mom and my dad like multiple times throughout the day when they're here <laughs> or with me. Also, the type of person who's the last to let go of a hug. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I could hug someone probably for <laughs> forever <laughs> if they didn't let go. We'd be there until uh until the end. <laughs> uh, I think. I think in, uh, another important part about it to what it looks like to give uh, that physical touch is to be present, especially if someone's like hurting or you know, you can heal a lot uh, if someone has that physical touch love language by just being with them, near them uh, in times that are hard. Yeah, sometimes just knowing that someone else is present to... Mm-hmm feel the hurt yeah not necessarily to fix it but to experience it with you is really affirming amen to that well we can even look at babies in their national development uh the close contact usually will result in a healthier emotional life than than those babies who are maybe neglected physically Mm -hmm. or or things like that and we have kind of i think as adults a baby attitude sometimes, especially if that's our love language. Yeah, I was watching something earlier and it talked about how children who are left alone or like spoken poorly to Mm. have a higher, um, like a larger sized amygdala, which is what controls your fight and flight response and um, cortisol production and things that make you anxious wow and then the children who have close relationships with their parents physically have denser brain matter gray brain matter okay so they're more peaceful they're more patient they can control their emotions better that's incredible and i think you see that in the world like where you see parents who are very harsh to their kids or or not even very close with their kids like these these children desire this that we are like kind of born into the world to be loved and to sometimes especially when babies can't talk mm-hmm. like they need that physical uh showing and much like that i think in relationships it can translate directly there but in in any relationship friendships uh if you are a parent uh, I think it is so important to get that physical touch in. I come home, the first things I do is hug my baby, my little baby girl, and that's how I show love. Anything else about the the power of physical touch? Um, 
Yeah, if you're going to give someone with a physical touch love language a gift, hmm. make sure it's something that they can use with their body, if that makes sense. Okay. So, like, a uh, massage. Even if, like, it's a professional massage. Yeah. Just For sure. Having someone's presence. Yeah, it really plays into what they love, which yeah. is being physically touched it's it's not and people say, say that and they're like oh man it's definitely a sexual thing but well, it's part of it but. it definitely does play into it uh you you husbands and wives out there like your spouse if they like physical touch in the bedroom that is a part of it it's not it's not the i don't even think it's the majority of it but it definitely plays a big part in it uh being conscious of that all right the second one, mm -hmm. the your one. <laughs> yeah, quality time. <laughs> quality time. So what does that look like to you, baby? It's kind of similar to physical touch. It requires two people to be in the same space. Yeah. But instead of being near each other physically, it's more mentally in focused attention mm. specifically. They don't have to be touching. Uh, no, <laughs> you don't. I mean, in our case, it's usually both. Yeah. But, but like last alone night, feels really isolating. Mm, yeah. And last night, like we were on separate couches, but I was there talking yeah. to you. That's quality time. Yeah. It doesn't have to be touching. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be like looking at each other. Sometimes it is important, though. I think when when yeah. having conversation, uh, especially if person. it's. An emotionally charged conversation yeah. or something. Full attention. Yeah. Something important. Hmm. Not just scrolling on your phone and kind of listening to what the other person's saying. Yeah. A multitasking attitude towards a quality time person is kind of oh, like a... It's catastrophic. <laughs> it is so hurtful. You can't divide your attentions. Like, you can be like, oh yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. And you're scrolling through your phone. It's basically or, telling the other person whatever else you're doing is just as important as them. Mm. And that burns ex especially so bad for someone with quality time yeah. as their top because they value that so much. What you'll see in what if you take the test on Gary Chapman's website, uh, the five love languages, you will realize like maybe maybe you already know about them, maybe you don't. If you don't, you might notice what really is most painful in a relationship or your friendships or whatever is is your is usually affected by whatever you value most in these love languages. And mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times your emotions come into play hmm. during whatever activity you're doing. So if we're like playing a board game and something funny or silly happens, quality time people are going to remember those things more. Hmm. And the converse is true too. Hmm. If you say something hurtful yeah. and it's like a <laughs> direct conversation, <laughs> I don't know if it's all quality time people but Definitely, I yeah. never forget yeah. what what said and the way it made me feel. Mm. So even words, and that's partially words of affirmation, but I think it's more so, like you said, you are, you are very in the moment. So you remember what, in those quality time moments that are so important to you, uh, what's said and what's done. Yeah. And it's not to be 
a force of habit to have these moments asking like how is your day yeah it gets really lackluster and it doesn't feel important yeah because people don't typically listen to the answer <laughs> yeah how's your day my, 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 my. And, oh cool great yeah or if you're honest and tell them how you're actually feeling mm. it could be forgotten or dismissed mm. what would you give uh, an example of, of something you'd like to be asked um what was the best part of your day Ooh. what challenged you mm. what made you smile now i still do ask how their day was and then we get to those deeper questions, but... Right. Uh, that can't be your only question. Yeah, you can't be like, how's your day? And then they say, good, and then you leave it there. That's not quality time. No, you need to be, why was it good? What did you do that made it so special? Yeah. And um, on a separate kind of note, be specific hmm. about what you want to do together. Hmm. If you want to go for a, a walk together, set a date. Hmm. If... Like, we talked about playing some board games together. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy or expensive. It's the connection you have with the other people you want to surround yourself with. And what's helpful in that is when you schedule something, you make it a point to do it. Yes, so, stay committed. Or if you make a loose plan, like, let's catch up later. Yeah. When is later? That's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to gotta really nail, nail something down. Yeah. Uh, and it's important. It quality time to quality time people. I, I think one is one of the most strong love languages because of how it, it's it's kind of isolated in a way. It it makes you have to do certain steps to show that person who runs on quality time that you mean it and you want to be intentional about that time. Like our podcast recording time right now. I feel this is quality time. We're being intentional about something we're doing together. Yes, I agree. And a lot of times what makes it so special is that it's uninterrupted. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Having a child, this is the exception. <laughs> right. But, but we're trying to get it Yeah. focused on the other person in a sympathetic kind of way. Mm. We're not necessarily trying to solve a problem yeah we just want to understand the other person yeah and that's so cool because what what's how relationships grow right they they grow i think by understanding the other person more deeply right and, and being able to use that information it can be scary because you have to be vulnerable to mm. have those conversations yeah so i think skimming over a relationship just saying oh yeah i know them i know their favorite color i know their is that is very it's it's very temperamental and knowing someone and how they actually function not only what they like or dislike but how they like their brain ticks <laughs> like that's that's the deep stuff that that's so helpful in a relationship yes i completely agree and All right. our time is such a precious resource oh yeah that's the only thing we can't get more of yeah. time is never stopping it's always ticking. We're not outside of time. We're, we're subject to it. So, And that's why I'm so thankful that I'm, I'm self-employed. Because, like, tomorrow, I'm taking a half day just to be with my family. And, I'm like, so excited. I, I, I cannot wait for it because I know not only am I 
going to be able to be around them and that's kind of incorporating my physical touch but also it's it's really hitting on the point of quality time right you have to be together to create a together memory mm, yeah and it doesn't have to be something expensive or lavish mm, yeah it, it, it could be the simplest thing yeah and like something else that's really important to quality time people mm is inside jokes <laughs> yeah. how do you get those yeah, by being fair. on the inside with this person yeah that's fair um I gary like chapman says that the activity is a vehicle that creates a sense of togetherness and i think that's mm. really important that summarizes pretty well yeah it, it kind of makes you able to <sighs> I, I think i think some people view quality time as a, t a task or like something to check off a board mm -hmm. but you're missing the point if that's what it is and at that point it's just quantity time yeah and that can be really hurtful mm -hmm. yeah if, if it's viewed like oh man my time is like oh i'm required to spend yeah, this time with the, you you set a timer it's like oh you have an hour with me that that's that's not quality time you're no, not that sounds like a meeting yeah yeah, your your spouse, your relationship you're in that you're wanting to encourage this quality time is not a task. It is a act of love and sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And not not it doesn't have to be sacrifice. Y'all, if you love your 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 spouse, love what they love, love what they do and really try to uh, make it intentional because if you go into a if you hear anything we say today, don't don't go into this as a task. Go into it as you're wanting the other person to benefit from how you're interacting with them, how you've learned about them. Because if you're not, then don't do any of it because it's not going to matter to the other person. Yeah. Uh, another way that's really effective to give your significant other quality time is to go somewhere new. Ooh, it I might love be new. a new restaurant or a new city. We like a, going to new cities. A new country, if oh. you can afford it, time Someday. and money-wise. Yeah. We went to Rome. <laughs> and that's oh, still my favorite trip oh. I've ever taken. It's so vivid. Just to get away from the mundane and the mm. everyday things that we go through. Yeah, when you go to a new city, or if you just go anywhere with, with whoever you're going with it to, to spend that quality time with, it kind of takes you away from the norm because even in your house there's so many distractions so many things you can do or get done tasks and you know paint paint touch-ups in your house that you'll notice laundry Laund dishes. yeah there's always a something to do so get out if you if you really are feeling like you need it just set aside some money go and go and do something fun and and enjoy it not even requiring money like i mean go for a walk go for a hike well, sit in a park yeah, People yeah. If watch. you don't, if you don't, yeah. But go, I, go I sit in the mall. I have found some of our most beneficial quality time though is going to another city. Yeah, staying at Airbnb. You oh. can you can save a lot of money just staying at an Airbnb. Mm -hmm. We spent like for a whole weekend, food, uh, lodging, and everything. We spent like five hundred bucks to go to Chattanooga, and and that was able to be saved in you know a, a short amount of time. So and it's worth it. Yeah. Money you spend on quality time is worth it. If you don't have a lot of money to like throw around or anything like that, like us, finding the little things uh, mm -hmm. that, that that you can do is is really important. All right, gifts. This is this is the third one. My bottom. Yeah, me too. I I do like receiving gifts. 
it doesn't fill me with love though. It doesn't fill my love bank. I receive a gift and I almost feel like I owe someone something. <laughs> right. But if you are a gift person, yeah. it doesn't matter how much someone spends. It's the mm. thought behind it that matters. For sure. Yeah. And, and that looks like custom gifts, thoughtful gifts that are intentional in are very very targeted <laughs> not just like a general oh yeah i got you a hershey's bar because i know you like chocolate like i got you a hershey's bar with peppermint and it has a taylor swift cover on it somehow because i know you love her like you know it's, it's going out of your way to really get something that the other person you know will will love and, and cherish and sometimes even for the gift giver though they'll give anything and they just love giving. And, and receiving from that type of person should just be done, I think, very gracefully. And, and, th and just being so grateful for them thinking of you, no matter what it is. Right. In that sense, don't block a blessing. Mm. Let someone be generous and give with a cheerful heart. And mm. just accept that this person cares about me and that's how they show it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that that phrase, don't block a blessing, I think I've been able to really understand it. I think I've grown up being very cautious with uh, burdening other people mm -hmm. if they try to help or something like that. So I, I, I usually, or even in publics, we're taught to not receive a tip. Uh, we're actually taught to deny it at least once. If it is encouraged, even then you're technically not even supposed to take it. Uh, so, but but then there's another side of that coin is you're being a burden if you're if you're not accepting someone trying to bless you. Yeah, you're, you're basically like offending really someone. Well, <laughs> too, like I'm trying to do something out of the kindness and goodness of my heart, and yeah. they don't want it. Let me is be there nice. something <laughs> wrong with me? Yeah, or they don't like what I picked out for them, mm. and sometimes you don't, but like. Thank you for thinking of yeah. me. You don't, like, you don't have to love the gift. <laughs> you can get rid of it later on. Or you can re-gift it. Yeah. Yeah. Give I'm, it back to him. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Don't do that. <laughs> but I've been watching Gilmore Girls and Emily's mother-in-law gives her all these ridiculous things for her home and she's kept them all and Aww. only puts them out when she knows that Trix is going to be there. Hmm. She remembers this item was from this person, hmm. and that's what makes it valuable. Yeah. Not the item itself. Right. She's got, like, some monkey lamp or something. Like, <laughs> no one really wants that. A good way to uh, understand, like, what it looks like, I think, is to relate it to the other love languages. So, like, what, what gifts, like... If you're blocking a blessing of someone giving you a gift or not receiving it with gratitude, what that looks like in physical touch is, is just like not allowing someone to be near you. And you wouldn't want that. If someone like, if someone like... The all too well 10 minute video. Yeah. When he drops her hand. Mm. Like, oh. That, that hurt her so badly. Yeah. For a physical touch person someone denying someone a physical touch if it isn't based on a good reason you know if you don't want to be touched you can ask like that like for me when hope's like i need my space i'm like oh please let me give you space that is like the inverse of it is true i think right and that's kind of 
where you have to be cautious as a physical touch person. And mm. you still need consent. It For is another sure. person's body. Yeah. But you can't just go willy-nilly noodling someone. <laughs> right. I don't know what that... Well, it, catfish terms is just really grabbing them by the cheek and... <laughs> you ever gone noodling? I've never even heard that word. you never heard of noodling? No. Catfish. You use uh, your fingers and you no. act like a noodle, like no- a little noodle's worm. Noodle's a piece of pasta. Okay, that's fair. So, and then quality time. What it would look like is like denying someone that quality time. And you wouldn't do that. distracted. So it's the same thing with gifts. It is that important. If someone's top is gifts and you're denying them of that, like blessing, giving you a blessing, oh my goodness, it's hurtful. It, it might not seem like it or, you know, but it is. It really is. It's just as important as quality time, physical touch, and the other two. Yeah, they're all equal importance for the person who possesses it. Yes. That is important to know. I, I just wanted to really nail that down because I think gifts is kind of that oddball out of, of the le- rest of the love languages because it's kind of harder to relate to from the other one's perspectives. Like, as a physical touch person, I can really relate to quality time. Mm-hmm. Because it, it makes sense to me, like in my mind. Gifts doesn't really make sense to me, but when I view it that way, oh my goodness, it's important. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when you are a gift giver, you want whatever you give them to be a physical reminder that you care for them. And if it, there is some, some gift givers are also gift receivers, uh, and, and they being if you're even if you're not like if you're if your gifts like ours is at the lowest on the list be intentional about giving that person a gift because it it will be so important to them to receive maybe even flowers or like your their favorite flower specifically being intentional to a gift receiver is is important as as well and i think the best way to figure out what kind of gifts someone would appreciate Mm. is to ask them about their favorite things there you go Jesse likes yellow tulips. That's right. And sour candy. Mm, love a sour candy. I got some gummy worms in the cabinet that I'm thinking about. My mouth's watering from them right now. <laughs> you can get them when we're done. Okay. So, uh, the next one is acts of service, which is, I think, my third. And I relate to it strongly because I, I don't know if it was how I was raised or what, but I've always enjoyed lessening someone else's burden mm-hmm. i feel like i had a thought <laughs> i feel like i have a thought and i it goes out of my brain I, I i feel you there acts of service um having a servant's heart like being a good steward of your time yeah in order to lessen someone's burden mm. yeah that is that is like the basis of it you are giving time to lessen someone's burden just the, the most basic form of it. Uh, but for for like someone who's, who likes receiving a, a act of service, who, who likes to be served to lessen their, their own burden, not in a selfish way, but just, you know, hey, uh, I really don't want to do chores today type of thing. Um, asking nicely as a request, not demanding it to be done, is a good way to go about it. <laughs> yes. And this goes a lot in like professional relationships too. yeah 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 that it, that is probably probably a, a number one form of where you will see this uh like in your workspace yeah under a manager uh being able to supply something maybe over and above 
that really shows that you care uh, in, in that that area wherever you work. Yeah, you know? if you like are at work and you see that it's out of toilet paper and mm. you know where it is and you refill it, mm. that's an act of service. It honestly might never even be known that you did it, but for someone who's a, a giver of service, it feels good. It just feels good to help. So it, and I don't think acts of service always need to be rewarded. And as a receiver, and you don't know who it's from, mm. you're like, oh, I'm so thankful to whoever it was yeah, that yeah. I don't have to do this. Yeah. It's just one of those things where you're like, oh my goodness, that was it. The, the toilet put roll was empty this morning. It's full now. Thank God. I know. Well, within a house of two and a baby, I know who's done the service. So, <laughs> uh, unless, unless uh, Sassy comes over. Um, and what, what's important too, I think, for a receiver or a giver is to tell the other person, hey, this is something that really makes me feel important when yeah, you do it for specific. me. Yeah, Yeah. Not just random, because sometimes people don't really care about certain things yeah, or, like, or want to do them and you do it for them and they're like, oh, I really wanted to do that. Yeah. Or if you're living with someone and you say, do the chores, <laughs> you might do the laundry, but they wanted you to wash the dishes. Yeah. Whatever's more of a burden on them. Uh, lessening a burden is the is the object not just doing the easiest things if you're not an active service person and your your spouse is and a big time receiver of it don't just cheap out and do the easiest chores don't just do whatever's like simple try yeah. to try to be try to do the hard things maybe the even things you don't like to do uh, I feel like acts of service is typically one of the most sacrificial yeah because you do have to use your your time yeah to help someone and For lessen sure. their burden. And it's not always a group activity. So yeah. in that way, it's it's a solitary thing. And I think solitary um, services or anything that we do by ourselves is, is usually sacrificial um, in, uh, in, a, in a way of if you're helping someone else, uh, if you're doing it by yourself. Um, I think also what, what we found in, in our relationship, it's it's kind of scary to see, not scary, but I don't like to see where there's like stereotypes within a relationship mm -hmm. uh, to, for Based service. On Based on gender. gender. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, the, the wife always has to wash the dishes and do the laundry. But I honestly, I almost always wash the dishes. She does it for me sometimes. And when she does, oh my goodness, my love tank though. Or the days when you make dinner. Ooh. I'm like, bless the Lord. I made anyway, stir fry oh, tonight. It was so good. Mm. Mm. Well, I, I had a really terrible night last night. And just knowing that you were going to do that made me so happy and Aww. feel so important and loved. Oh, good. Thank That's nice. you. You're welcome. My pleasure. It really does make me feel good. Uh, to serve other people so um, in that way it's it's not a burden it's it's just one of those things where that really me so or someone giving me the ability to serve them just makes me happy uh, the other day I was doing a uh, small inside room build for our church and uh, I was getting paid for it but there was a volunteer group of men who came in with six guys and helped me put up the drywall 
I literally, my cheeks hurt so much from smiling that day because I was so, so filled with joy that they were able to help me. And that really just showed me how much acts of service really do matter to me. Uh, like I could have done it all. I could have possibly even got paid more for doing it all, but, but it didn't matter. I, I was just, I was so happy that they were there lessening my burden. And within your home, if you have the funds to allow it, hmm. hire out some of those chores. There you go. If Lessen you the burden on them. Yeah, if you don't want to clean the house and or have the money for it, have someone else do it. Yeah. Oh, man, think about that. person with access service goes away for the day to work. You hire someone to come in and clean the house. They make it spotless. They come back. They don't even have to pick up a, a single like spot of dust in the ground. Oh, my goodness. What a burden reducer. Such a blessing. Such a blessing. What a blessing. And and also, if you are like an ex-service thing, I would be very cautious of how much you do. You can overwhelm yourself very easily because I, I've known people who drive themselves to the end of the world to help others and bless their wonderful hearts, but they need rest too. Like mm -hmm. God, I think God's made us to, to be able to rest at some point, uh, not only in the day, but in the week. Uh, so... Don't 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 run yourselves to the ground. Uh, and for for people like this, the actions you do, it's a very common phrase, but speak lot louder than words. You can't just say, "Hey, I'm gonna do this," and not do it, uh, or or do it later, or do it when it's just convenient for you. Uh, it's important to follow through. Yeah, helping someone is more important than your own comfort at that point mm. if you're doing an act of service. Yeah, that's where the sacrifice comes into it. Uh, and and it, it can be kind of inconvenient, especially for someone who doesn't have a act of service as their top or even middle, uh, or, or can feel a little bit aggravating to like try to help someone. But I, I think it is so beneficial if, if you know that other person needs that to fill their love bank, their cha-changs, they need that. So being willing to sacrifice it, even if it hurts, like, uh, maybe sacrifice start. usually does. Yes. Yeah, start with small things, though. Don't, don't like, you know. Yeah. Destroy yourself in the Pick your socks up off the day. floor. There you go. Do something simple. Yeah. Start, start simple. Be a good service boy. Uh. So, that's acts of service. Mm -hmm. I love you. What do you think that one is? <laughs> is it uh, words of affirmation, the last Correct. one? Yes. Words of affirmation. What does that look like to you? It does include I love yous, mm. but it's I'm proud of you. Mm. That feels good, don't it? Yeah. I love hearing that. When someone, especially if I don't know them well, I don't know why, but like if someone just comes in, like today I went to the church and Jessica and, well, I know Jessica and there was a, uh, oh, I forgot the other lady's name, but they help with the youth service. They said, that room in there looks great. You did a great job. I was just like, well, that touched my heart. Thank you for that. So. And that is a result of an act of service. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of playing into both. Yeah. Some, yeah. A I, lot of things stack really well together. I and I think that's kind of why we think gifts doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, gifts is really isolated. 
Um, so what does it look like to someone who need, who like receives words of affirmation pretty that that's their love language that's how they they thrive that's how they get filled with that that feeling of being loved and being cared for well when you do share those affirming words it builds intimacy Mm. it helps them find healing yeah it indicates that they have meaning to you yeah yeah you value them (laughs) if you go in and someone has like words of affirmation as their top and you're an extra service person and you don't know that and you're just doing like a bunch of services for the person and they're like i really don't care <laughs> yeah don't be offended just know them you know that that's why it's so important to know these things because if someone doesn't really respond well to something that that may be your top love language discover what their love language is and you'll you'll have such a peace of mind about it gary chapman explains it as trying to speak uh, English to a French person who doesn't know how to speak English. Mm-hmm. You're not going to understand that person. You might understand bits and pieces of what they're saying, but you'll never be able to really converse with them and get to know them well. And the contrary is true. Like, mm. words of pressure can feel condemning to a words of affirmation person. Yeah. It really brings them down and makes them feel little and small and mm. unimportant to them. Yeah. And it is most devastating for these type of people. Yes. It, it, I think it's important in all relationships to encourage and build up. Uh, furthermore, people with affirmation as one of their top words of affirmation need to know that they are loved by words and need to, to hear that, not just sh- be shown it. I mean, sometimes if you want to show it, Write a letter. There you go. Phys- but still telling Set, them. Post on Facebook. There you Put go. Put in your Instagram caption. Use mm. words in any form to show your love for them. Yeah. I think that's where in social media, I see people posting about their significant others. And I do too, every once in a while. It's not as often. I see some people almost daily posting about their significant others. And I'm like, and now I got to thinking. Now, I thought it was kind of crazy that they, they were so outspoken constantly about the relationship but maybe it kind of makes more sense now uh, because that person might just have a giving of words of affirmation Mm -hmm. love language and that's how they show that they love you know they want to be outspoken about it because they do love this person and that's how they show it what does it look like to give it give those words the sweet, sweet nothings. Actually, no. Sweet, sweet somethings. It's the everythings for them. <laughs> sweet, sweet everythings. Uh, a lot of times, instead of just a compliment, hmm. you ask them more questions. Get to know them better. Hmm. Don't make it about you. Make it about them. There you go. Or cool. you and them. The togetherness. It's not all about you. It's not about us. It's what's mine is yours. Right. So, and it's it's important, kind of like we already touched on, words have power behind them. And people with this love language and relationships in general will be affected by your words. Uh, the Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. So, I believe... Our words can build up 
and they can tear down. Mm -hmm. Let's use them to build up. When you do use your words to build someone up, it helps them believe in themselves and their own power and ability that they have. Hmm. Yeah. And that's super helpful because that person, if, if not given that, they might feel neglected or, or just kind of overlooked. Uh, even if you're giving other love languages, they need that. They need the, 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 to hear it. They need to see it in maybe a note, like, like Hope was saying earlier. Um. And this isn't only limited to when you're with them. Mm. Speak well Ooh, yeah. when they're not around. That's, when you're talking oh, to someone yeah. else, still affirm them. Sure. If you have something to criticize about them, mm. make it in a, a compliment sandwich. <laughs> here's something you're doing great. Here's something you need to improve on. Here's something else you're doing great. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because they can be really hurt by any negative talk. Mm -hmm. uh, but what what's so beneficial about talking about them highly uh, to anyone and every, like the, the people that are not around, or if that person's not around while you're you're saying those kind things, is that person that is usually hearing about it might even you know later be like, hey, your husband, your wife, your spouse really loves you. I can tell by the way they talk about you. Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness. And it might affect the way you feel about them Ooh, if yeah. you make it a point to speak highly of them. Because sometimes you, you're not going to feel it and it's kind sure. of a fake it till you make it situation. But words have power. If you speak words that are positive about your spouse, you'll believe them. That you you will believe what you keep on your mind. If you keep on talking negatively in your head about your spouse, you will believe that eventually. And the people you tell these things to, because they're not on the inside of your relationship, that's all they have. Mm -hmm. They don't see everything that's going on. It's true. Within the relationship. I think that's so detrimental to the relationships. I see husbands and or wives talking negatively about their spouses when they're not there and it, I'm, I'm just thinking how do you even cope how do you how do you really go home and, and confront them and be like hey i love you still like that oh, i just can't even imagine it and the people on the outside of the relationship aren't going to forget what's been said about you until mm they can come to a conclusion of their own. And even then, they have this little voice yeah. in the back saying, oh, remember when <laughs> Sally said this about Jimmy? Yeah. And then Sally is, or Jimmy is always going to be that person. No matter what they do, you'll have an underlying thought about them, which can be detrimental to relationships and friendships in general. So... It's not just what you say hmm. but how you say it yeah yeah <laughs> you can't be like i love you there's no there's no meaning behind that it's very robotic in ai of course no one talks like that but meaning it you can the inflection of your voice can change that phrase those three words into something hurtful or very affirming yeah, it could be an I love you, but. <laughs> Sarcastic I love you. Or an I love you and. Yeah. 
I love you, and this is why. Like, saying so saying more important. intentionality behind why you love someone. Just, just saying I love you. People say that every day. So they say I love food. I love a, a movie. I love a sports a sports team. team. Oh yeah, sports. Uh, but saying why really gives the significance of 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 those words and how how meaningful they are. Uh, so using your words, yeah, helps them build self esteem. It gives them a sense of security and significance. Mm-hmm. It helps them to be open to learning and growing. If you use things like the compliment sandwich, like. Here's something good. Yeah. Here's something we need to work on mm. together. So yeah. That that's the best way to do it. Yes. And here's something else that you're already doing well. Which we will on a later episode talk about working at a common or working with each other towards a common goal mm-hmm. when it comes to difficult things that maybe you don't even like about the other person. <laughs> uh, and how you can do that with the other person. It doesn't Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But in general, this act of love, this this love language that we have, is is significant because it's how we are able to communicate on a deeper level than just talking. Acts of acts or the words of affirmation is talking, but all the other ones are really underliers of uh, that cannot be expressed any other way except for exactly that: gifts, touch, uh, giving a gift. Oh, I already said that. Gifts, touch, <laughs> acts of service, uh, words of affirmation, and quality time. Those things have to be done in their category, uh, depending on the person. And if you're an overachiever, do two or three. There you go. Yeah, I think I have three that are very important to me. The other two are kind of, they're still important, I think, in a way. Like Hope the other day said, I still like receiving gifts, even though it's her bottom one. She loves receiving flowers or just a random gift. Shows that I was thinking about her. Yep. You got me some peanut butter cups the other day, and I was so grateful. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Yeah. And because it's at the bottom, I don't expect it. Mm. But so it's still it's nice. Little, it's a little cherry on top yes. of the day. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, so, so, if you haven't already, please go read Gary Chapman's book, yes. The Five Love Languages, and take the test. Hmm. You'll not learn more about yourself. Yeah. You really will, if anything. And if you are in a relationship... Take it with the other person. Yeah, take it together. Make it a quality time thing. There you go. Maybe you'll discover that you're a quality time person. And and, and this is for your benefit. This is for your benefit in friendships and in work relationships and anything. Because if you, it, if you start noticing your boss's love languages and knowing, you know... Uh, what's the word? Not romantic, but... Platonic? Platon- your platonic relationship with your boss, it doesn't have to be romantic. It's obviously, but but showing them that you really are an employee that cares, can it can move mountains. So that's what we have to say about the five languages today. Languages. I'm so glad you joined us. Um, if you want... Uh, to ask us some questions or if you have anything else you want to hear about or uh, or discuss, please write to us at what's mine is yours pod at gmail.com. 
if that's too official for you, <laughs> you can send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Both of those accounts are WMIY underscore pod. And uh, in in general, uh, we want to hear from you. We really do. I, I want this to be an open discussion. This is this type of platform. I think is important. Uh, it is so important. That's why we've started it. Was the relationships we have with our spouse are so very important, and in the friendships and in other any relationship you have is important to me, really. And I want to be able to be a voice and learn with whoever is listening. I don't want to just be like, oh, I'm speaking to you. I'm learning through this. Every Help single us write the guidebook. Yeah, every single time we do research, we learn something. So uh, please, if you want to learn more about a specific subject, ask, and we will, we will make it a point to do it. That's all. Thank you for listening. Thank you. We'll hope to, to, to hear you again. <laughs>